Good morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here on another terrific Tuesday, friends, for Torch Report 430. There are some uh, some strange things happening in the news today, and you're not really going to believe it, but I think that some people just might be beginning to see the light and but first before we get into seeing the light friends are you ready for the news are you ready for some news yeah here it is here it comes ready 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 go trump 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 they're gonna get trump i think that's how many times cnn had the word trump on their front page today no joke screenshot in the report friends and hey you want to see what hillary clinton's reaction to donald trump's indictment is huh me Neither. Let me tell you what, it's all just despicable, and that's all I'm going to say about that. You're going to be hearing all about Trump's fourth indictment coming out of Georgia and all the BS around that for the rest of the week, for the rest of the month, for the rest of your life. I don't know, but I just, I, 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 I don't want to talk about it. You know what? It was over a year ago when I first declared that the United States had officially become a banana republic. I got into the very definitions of a banana republic, and we indeed fit the bill, and that was a year ago. I even made a... uh a video of that for the Patriot Club members. I put I put a, a shot of that here in the report today. I really appreciate the support that comes from the Patriot Club. You, friends, you guys make this possible for me to be able to, to dig in, to do all the research and the writing and the recording, to speak from the heart and fan the flames of freedom from sea to shining sea. So if you want to see me in action, episode uh, 141, Torch Report 141, The Banana Republic of America, you might consider joining the Patriot Club for as little as $7 a month. I would be grateful if you did. Now, at this point, as I reflect back on that, I must admit, I think I might have been a little bit late in making that de- declaration that we are now the Banana Republic of America. You know, there there are times, again, just being honest here, there are times that I'm hopelessly optimistic, right? I'd rather be an optimist and be wrong than be a pessimist and be right and all of that. But even this inner resilience that I have to dismal news, it's really been rocked by the current revelations, everything taken at, at a whole here. You know, my mood now, friends, I, it's not dark, but it is somber. It's kind of like that feeling that comes on right before you get in a fist fight. You know, there's ice in the veins. Emotions just kind of drain out of me. There's a numbness and a knowing. Somebody's about to get hurt and it's not sure as hell not going to be me. You know, I didn't want this fight. I didn't start this fight, but I'm sure as a hell about to finish this fight, friends. It's time. Fighting out of the right side of history is every red-blooded liberty-loving American all across the fruited plains. Fighting out of the left side of Looneyville are a bunch of Frickin' morons, Marxist, commie hacks, and, uh, you know, the political corrupt elite class, ruling class. All right, but here's the twist. Here's the twist. If you really get down to it, who are we fighting against here? Are we just shaking our fists at the sky? Are we just fighting some invisible enemy? You know, or are we battling the beast of bureaucracy? Ooh, ooh, ooh. okay. Well, how's that going to go? You know, are, are we fighting some sort of trans-dimensional superior being? Are we fighting against powers and principalities of darkness? What? What are we fighting against? Are we just, maybe we're just fighting against ourselves. Friends, is it possible? That we're just fighting against our own apathy, against our own complacency, against our own hesitancy 
to step out of our comfort zone and into the wild unknown? Are we just fighting against our own desperate desire to maintain an even keel, to kind of keep things moving, limping along, making ends meet, and preserving some sense of normalcy? Is that what's going on here? Friends, there is nothing happening right now that is normal, and none of it's okay. It's just not okay. Now, you may recall that uh, that instructive historic document that talks about a long train of abuses and usurpations. Uh, and what, what do we do, you know, when this long train of abuses and usurpations seeks to reduce our life to absolute despotism? What do we do? Because surely that is where we're at right now. Now, we talked about this recently. The Declaration of Independence says that we have the right to defend ourselves. And whenever the government becomes destructive to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, we have the right to utterly abolish it. We get to abolish our abusers, defend ourselves, cast off the shackles of tyranny. It is an innate human right. Now, of course, as you know, you know, just because we have that right to abolish the abusers and cast off tyranny, it certainly doesn't mean that anybody's going to do anything about anything, right? I mean, that much is clear. Yeah, we have this right. It's been enshrined in our founding documents for everybody to see forever and ever, but here we are now and nobody's doing a damn thing about it. So obviously, you know, nothing's going to change, right? So it doesn't really do any good to just sit around sulking about this fact. You know, that might even be worse than trying to bury your head in the sand and pretend that it's not happening. Friends, it is happening. Our country is being systematically dismantled and destroyed right in front of our eyes. And I'm sure there are plenty of people who claim that they care. Oh my gosh, this is bad. Wow, this is not okay. Sure, fine. That's great. Talk is cheap, right? Then comes the time for massive practical action. Massive action. To get ourselves out of this mess, we need massive action. But that said, you know, I, I, I strongly suspect nothing's going to happen. I just don't think anything's going to happen. You know, I, why would anybody do anything that might jeopardize their job? You know, I mean, why would anybody do anything that might, you know, uh, bring down the scrutiny, bring the, the weaponized whole of government retaliation down upon themselves and their loved ones? Why would anybody do that? I mean, it's just not worth it. You know, it's not that bad. I mean, come on. You know, are, 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 aren't we supposed to have a military for situations like this, Luke? You know, isn't the military, aren't they the ones who are supposed to protect our country against all enemies, you know, both foreign and domestic? I mean, come on, surely that's somebody's job to defend the republic, right? So what are these people going to do? It's got to be their job, right? Wrong! Now, I again, I suspect that most of our military is going to do, I mean, none of them, not, nobody's going to do anything. That's what I, my premise today is pessimistic. My, I propose for you, I submit for your consideration that nobody's going to do a damn thing about anything. That's what I'm saying here. Okay. And if I'm wrong, prove me wrong. But if one brave troop did prove me wrong, one brave troop charged the enemy lines 
I do believe there would be a critical mass of Americans hot on their heels, right? If, if one person stood up and said, no more, hell no, you know, we're done <laughs> with all this, with all this political corruption, all these shady election shenanigans and all this BS, we're going to get back to the basics of a constitutional republic, to a, a, a representative form of government that respects the will of we the people, a government that serves us and is constrained by the shackles of the constitution, not we the people being constrained by the corrupt bureaucracy that is feasting upon our everything, feasting upon our tax dollars, feasting upon our quality of life. They're, they're extracting maximum everything from we the peasants. Now, friends, ultimately, like I said, if one person charged, and I think there'd be a critical mass of other people that would charge in too, but, but gone are the days of gallantry, Right? Gone are the days when an exceptional soldier just threw caution to the wind and took it upon themselves to risk it all in order to rout out the enemy. Such heroism, you know, is, is, is today that would be called reckless. That's not safe. You know, it would be deemed irresponsible. That's wrong. That's a threat to democracy. You see, my friends, intrepidness is no longer a value that most Americans can even define. But I want to offer you a reminder today. I recently stopped at a scenic overlook down in the Dalles, Oregon, overlooking the beautiful Columbia River Gorge, and there was an inscription on a memorial there, and it said in great big bold letters, freedom is not free. Freedom is not free. The memorial was erected in honor of Sergeant First Class Lauren R. Kaufman of the U.S. Army, and it reads as follows. This is a good story, friends. Sergeant First Class Kaufman distinguished himself by conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity above and beyond the call of duty in action. On the night of September 4th, the company was in a defensive position on two adjoining hills. His platoon was occupying a strong point two miles away, protecting the battalion flank. Early on the 5th of September, the company was attacked by an enemy battalion and his platoon was ordered to reinforce the company. His unit moved along the ridge and it encountered a hostile encircling force. Pause. Now, before we get... To what happens next, friends, I do want to, I want everyone to realize what the odds are in this story here, okay? The enemy has a battalion, which is somewhere around a thousand troops. Uh, there's a thousand troops organized in four more companies. This enemy battalion was attacking Sergeant First Class Kaufman's company. A company's in the ballpark of maybe 200 soldiers or so. That means the enemy battalion outnumbered the American troops by a margin of five to one. Five to one, baby. One in five. Now, Sergeant First Class Kaufman's platoon, a platoon's about 30 troops or so, they were two miles away, right, defending the flank. And so there were a thousand enemy troops attacking 200 American soldiers two miles away and Kaufman's group of 30 or so troops, they were scrambling down the ridge, covering two miles to reinforce their heavily outnumbered company. That's when Kaufman encountered the enemy and realized his troops were surrounded by enemy forces. Now, what did he do? Did he surrender to save his life? Hell no, that's not what he did. Continuing on, Sergeant First Class Kaufman running forward, bayoneted the dead scout and engaged a column in a rifle and grenade assault. 
His quick, vicious actions so surprised the enemy that they retreated in confusion. When his platoon joined the company, he discovered that the enemy had taken commanding ground and pinned the enemy down, pinned the company down in a draw. Without hesitation, Sergeant First Class Kaufman charged the enemy lines, firing his rifle and throwing grenades. Pause. Just try to imagine that moment, okay? On the way to reinforce the company, Kaufman's troops were surrounded by the enemy, right? It was just his platoon, 30 or so guys. And uh, Sergeant First Class Kaufman, he surged forward so fearlessly that the enemy fled in confusion. Then his platoon got joined up with the company, right? And when they joined up with the company, they realized, wow, they're pinned down in this draw. Some 200 men sitting like ducks with a thousand enemies bearing down on them from the higher ground. Again, what did Kaufman do? Friends, again, he charged the enemy lines and he did so with a violent barrage of force. Here's how it played out. During the action, he bayoneted two enemies and seizing an unmanned machine gun, he delivered deadly fire on the defenders. Following this encounter, the company regrouped and resumed the attack. Leading the assault, Sergeant First Class Kaufman reached the ridge. He destroyed a hostile machine gun position and routed out the remaining enemy. Now talk about an uphill battle, right? They're down in a hole. They're fighting a superior force up on the ridge and he attacks the line. He charges into harm's way, okay? He destroyed a machine gun that could have killed all the troops, right? He routed out the enemy with his violent aggression. Did he stop there to catch his breath? (sighs) All right, guys, anybody got a beer? Hell no, that's not what he did. Continuing on, you know, pursuing the hostile troops, Sergeant First Class Kaufman bayoneted two more and then rushed a mortar position, shooting the gunners. Remnants of the enemy fled to a village. Sergeant First Class Kaufman led a patrol into the town, dispersed the enemy, and burned the buildings. The dauntless courage and resolute, intrepid leadership of Sergeant First Class Lauren Kaufman were directly responsible for the success of his company in regaining its position. It reflects a distinct credit upon himself and upholds the esteemed traditions of U.S. military service, period, end quote. Friends, freedom is not free. According to official records, Sergeant First Class Kaufman died in the line of duty. It was near Yongsan, Korea, September 5th, 1950. In other words, in boldly and aggressively attacking the overwhelming enemy force, in saving the lives of countless of his fellow soldiers, Sergeant First Class Lauren Kaufman made the ultimate sacrifice. His legacy is now etched in bronze, and it serves, I believe, as a timely reminder of what bravery and dauntless courage actually look likes. I did put a picture there, uh, friends, of the of the uh, memorial. But again, I just want to emphasize: freedom is not free. And I want to make something abundantly clear here. Okay, for those of you who have not been in military service, thank you to all of my brothers and sisters in arms who have served this great nation. But Lauren Kaufman was not a commanding officer. He was not an educated officer, right? He was just a soldier. Uh, A sergeant first class is an E7, okay? Now, 200 men defeated a thousand enemies. 200 men defeated a thousand enemies. 
because of this one man's incredible valor, this exceptional individual effort. Lauren Kaufman was a warrior. And right now, friends, right now, we need warriors. Throughout our country's history, it has been the warriors. It has been men like Lauren Kaufman who have embodied the fighting American spirit. It has been the remarkable, nearly unfathomable effort of a few who have secured the blessings of liberty for the many. And friends, this time, it will be no different. Now, all of that said, I want to turn our attention here toward the strangeness in the air. Now, I'm sure if you're a news buff, you saw a lot of stuff out there. When I talk about the strangeness in the air, I'm not talking about Trump indictment. I'm not talking about the U.S. court siding with five-year-old climate activists to overturn the will of the people. I'm not talking about the insane transgender military spokesperson making a mockery of logic and conversation. I'm not talking about the ridiculous decriminalization of drugs that's destroying one great city after another. And I'm not even talking about the death scientists who are creating bioweapons in Ukraine. All of that and more out in the news today. I don't give a damn. I'm talking about the slow and painful realization that many Americans seem to be having right now. And that slow and painful realization is that the system is not only rigged against us, but that the Republican Party is just as complicit in the crimes against our country as the Democrat Party. It's not us versus them, left versus right, Republican versus Democrat. It's we the people against the ruling class elites who are dividing and conquering and exploiting us all. We've all been betrayed, friends. As all eyes right now, you think about it, all eyes start, you know, this 2024 election, this is what Trump's all about, trying to keep him out of the election, right? Try to keep him out of office. So as all eyes look on toward the tumultuous 2024 election, will we have a hung election and a civil war? I don't know, but I think it would be wise to consider these words from Jim Hoff over at Gateway Pundit. He put out a brutally honest piece today. It's titled, It's Time to Cut Ties with the Republican Party. And I'm just going to read a little bit excerpt here. Quote, Republicans did nothing about Bill Clinton flying to islands with minors. Republicans did nothing about Hillary Clinton smashing her devices. Republicans did nothing about James Comey brazenly lying to Congress, right? Republicans did nothing about Andy McCabe plotting a silent coup against a sitting president. Republicans did nothing about BLM raising $100 million and breaking every given law on the land. Republicans in Florida, they did nothing about James Biden and his alleged fraud scheme with the hospital stuff. Republicans in Arkansas did nothing about Hunter Biden's crimes. Republicans have done nothing against Antifa and their interstate RICO operations. Republicans have done nothing against Fauci or EcoHealth Alliance or the other fake scientists who promoted the lies that locked us down and ruined our lives. Why would Democrats be afraid of us now? They run the country while Republican AGs and DAs quiver in fear and run for the hills. Republicans did nothing when the entire government apparatus came down on Trump and the people who supported him, the Republicans did nothing when the regime arrested and jailed hundreds of Trump supporters for walking inside the U.S. Capitol. They were embarrassed to be associated with these people. 
Okay, Republicans did nothing about the Biden crime family despite a full laptop worth of evidence. It's time we move on. Period. It's time we move on, friends. It's strange, isn't it? We have political prisoners rotting in jail. We have a presidential candidate being politically persecuted. We have corrupt judicial systems. We have not just a two-tiered justice system, but a completely worthless justice system. Go, go, you know, shop around and find whatever judge you want to say whatever you want. Okay? The law, lawlessness abounds. The law has become completely obsolete. How has it come to this? How have things gone so horribly wrong for so, so long? How can it be that we've all been betrayed by the very same leaders we've elected to protect us? How can it be that both parties have become hostile enemies of the very people they were elected to serve? How, friends? And how can it be that good men continue to do nothing? It is strange, friends. It's very strange. But maybe today something clicked. Maybe today it clicked that there is no cavalry coming. We are, in fact, the last line of defense to defend this great nation. We are, in fact, surrounded on all sides by enemies, pinned down in a hole by a superior force, facing an almost certain unceremonious elimination if we fail. May the warriors act accordingly. May our prayers and support be with those who might rise up, friends. But this is the message of my heart. We must stay wise. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website, find the little heart, click the heart, and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Share it with just one person who needs to hear this message. Friends, get out there and embrace the rest of this terrific Tuesday. Stay cool. It is a heat wave right now. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.